KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. A dark force has been unleashed in a new cinematic universe, an enemy of levity, a besieger of vulnerable psyches, a merciless wielder of advanced technologies that render ordinary humans defenseless. And Zack Snyder is only the director of Batman vs. Superman. The other two guys are really downers. This is an underdeveloped, overlong, and stupendously dispiriting duel of unlikely antagonists. Ben Affleck plays Bruce Wayne and Batman. He's fairly impressive within the script's limits. The Clark Kent Superman role is reprised by Henry Cavill. He's just as inexpressive as he was almost three years ago in the super-violent, ultra-turgid Man of Steel, which was also directed by Zack Snyder. The ending of that film and the beginning of the new one overlap. Gotham is again under attack from the cosmically evil General Zod, and Superman in fighting him causes vast collateral damage to the city and to Bruce Wayne's enterprises. That provides the pretext for the conflict between the two icons. For Bruce, it's a tale of revenge. For Snyder and his writers, Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer, it's a would-be dissertation on the nature of heroism. Would-be because spasms of highfalutin philosophy and howlingly pretentious dream sequences are only a thin veneer for action and one of the most assaultive movies ever made. In the philosophical scheme of things, Superman is a good guy in a time of terror, but he's also a loose cannon, a unilateral interventionist, and when public opinion turns against him, an illegal immigrant. Who knew that extraplanetary visitors needed green cards? Batman, by contrast, turns into a brutal vigilante who brands his victims with a bat sign. Yet those contrasts are blurred by the movie's penchant for equal opportunity pessimism. The conflict between these guys feels exactly like what it is, an arbitrary notion for a big-budget extravaganza that contains trailers disguised as disjointed action sequences for sequels to come. The action gets blurry, too. After a while, everything looks the same, thanks in large part to the ugly blue and teal palette the filmmaker favors, and everything sounds the same, thanks entirely to a score that sounds like platoons of percussionists high on magic mushrooms. The climactic battle is just a slugfest, as inelegant as it is extended. Amy Adams is back as Lois Lane, though she doesn't have much to do. Jesse Eisenberg has lots to do as the villainous Lex Luthor. This time Lex is conceived as a demented version of Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, whom Eisenberg played in the social network, but the dementia is more embarrassing than funny. Honor-bound as I am to avoid spoilers, I can tell you without divulging too much that there's a product placement toward the end for Turkish Airlines, a weird aberration in a production that supposedly cost a quarter of a billion dollars, and that a crucial and absolutely idiotic plot point turns on mother love. I'm Joe Morgenstern, back next week with more reviews.
KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.